Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 180. And today, today we're going to be talking all about how to build a professional development roadmap. That's right. Many coaches out there are having PD days this weekend. And have you ever stopped to figure out how does a day like this come together? What happens to get to this day? What happens on this day? And how do you springboard this day to additional opportunities? I'm of of the belief that all professional development should never be a mile marker. It should just be something that you hit and propels. Every professional development session should have some kind of call to action. But what happens if your district isn't set up that way? What happens if your district is just saying, hey, we got a PD day coming up. What do you want to do? I got nothing. What do you think we should do? And when should those conversations be happening? If you are in that situation, we want to hear from you. You can, of course, reach out to us over at askthetechcoach.com. Follow us on Twitter at askthetechcoach. And I want to bring on today my co-host, Miss Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome back to Ask the Tech Coach. I am great. And as Jeff said, I have been uh, in the midst of two PT, excuse me, two PD days with my staff at um, our three campuses. So. We're in the midst of this very thing we're going to discuss today. I am so excited to talk about this. You know, this is a topic that that instructional coaches talk about often. And this is even a topic that we've been bringing up a lot in our instructional coaches network. Now, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. You can join up for one or both. We've got a great uh, network happening over on Facebook, a couple hundred instructional coaches, and our LinkedIn one's doing pretty good. But we do have two different opportunities for you guys. It is free. Every single week we pick a topic, we run with it, and we have such a good time and we are planning our next live event. Uh, don't have a date quite yet coming up in the next couple of weeks, but we did a poll recently, Sue, on our network, and we said, let's talk all about tech coach newsletters. And that's been a popular topic with us. We've uh, we had an opportunity to talk to a bunch of coaches last year about it, and I'm looking forward to redoing that one. Tech coach newsletters coming up all in our instructional coaching network. So you've been uh, active in our network. What have you learned? What have you picked up from some of our coaches in the last couple of days? Well, we had a lot of feedback from um, our screencasting conversations that we've just had and the episode we put out last week um, with Sam and Tom and all about creating instructional videos as a tech coach. That was a very popular topic of discussion over the last several days. That is right. Last week on our Ask the Tech Coach show, you need to check this out if you are a video content creator. We had episode 179 featuring Sam Carey, Tom Gibson, the guys over from New Ed Tech Classroom. Great bunch of people all about creating videos, how how an instructional coach can create a video, not just for YouTube, but really for your entire staff? How do you create something that people are going to watch, binge watch? Because let's face it, Sue, there's so many videos that instructional coaches create that, you know, more time is spent editing than actual watching. Absolutely. 
if and I'm that still, I'm still excited about what I learned. I've been doing videos for a long time, but I have learned so much last week from those two guys. And I hope that they have a chance to come back on. I know I'm going to be meeting with them sometime in the future here to kind of, you know, entice them to come back on. But if you haven't had a chance, check out that episode. It is episode 179. You can find all the archives over at askthetechcoach.com. Today, Sue, professional development roadmaps. What do you know about this? Well, you know, a roadmap. We've got to have a roadmap to get somewhere. So, you know, we need that map to figure out where we want to go as a district, as a school system, as a building, as a team for PD. You know, we have to have that plan, just like with anything, a lesson, educational technology in general, that ed tech roadmap we've referred to before. We need to be doing the same thing with our professional development and at least have a plan to go on. This topic is another step in my um, internship project. Uh, we've been talking about this over the last few weeks. I'm almost finished, and we'll be certainly looking forward to sharing this with everybody uh, in the network and beyond. Um, but really, when we were looking at putting together this ed tech integration plan, one of the things that we want to be thinking about is how do we plan our professional development? When do we do this? And, and most importantly, the how and who. Right. So there's a lot of questions that come up to this, but essentially a professional development roadmap is a calendar. It's a calendar that talks about when PD is going to be given, how it's going to be given, why it's going to be given and by whom it's going to be given. When I look at these PD roadmaps, I start planning this generally in, in August and we look at really the entire school year and we figure out where are the benchmarks Right. Like we always start with the big tent poles. Where are the quote PD days? Right. How do we use those? The you know, the district shuts down, we're doing something. How do we then bring those big topics and use those topics and days to meet our district goals? But that's not the only time we do professional development because as coaches, Sue, we're kind of doing PD constantly. Yeah. Like that is a job. Yeah. We're just we're there. We we are the PD a lot of times all through the day and you know we turn around and walk room and do something on the fly because the teacher pulls us in and asks a question so yes we're we're it now there's a full blog post over on teacher cast explaining all the stuff we're going to work on and we're even going to take this audio and stick it on top of the blog post so you can kind of listen and and follow along but when we're building this, we need a couple things. First of all, we need a vision, right? We yes. need a reason to be doing this. Now, I know that some professional development is mandated, right? You have to do your, my favorite, your bloodborne blood pathogens pathogen. PG, right? You know, and we all know how to handle bloodborne pathogens, right? If it's wet and it's not yours, don't touch it. And so those are the things that we need to do, state mandated, health related, all of those things, right? But when we're looking at like, curricular PD, digital learning PD, all of those things, we need a vision. And that vision is our district strategic plan. How is all of this stuff that we're doing fit in with the vision of the district? If it doesn't, we shouldn't be doing it. What we're working on right now is a single step inside of our ed tech integration plan, which basically says, okay, I've got the strategic plan of the district how are we going to meet those needs in the classroom? Like with what skills, with what technologies, with what PD, this is just one of those steps in that process. So when we're creating this roadmap, 
we need a vision. We need to know what we're going to do. And, and really, we just need to map things out. Again, this is where I like doing it in August, right? Like yes. new school year. And the way that I like to do this is I start making appointments with our district and building leaders, right? We sit down and we say, hey, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish this year? When do you want to get those accomplished this year? How do you see yourself getting accomplished this year? What do you see as the vision for the next 10, 11 months? And we just start the conversation there. Yeah, that's that's huge. And we referred to that many times, you know, just like a teacher in a classroom has those curriculum maps, wherever those are stored in a district to know what he or she is going to teach throughout the year beginning in August, September. We as coaches need to be doing the same thing in planning our PD. Those content area teams and grade level teams get together and they make those curriculum maps. And then we as the instructional curriculum specialist, technology specialist, we need to be getting together and creating those professional development. So maps. when we're looking at PD, there's a, about five different types of learning that goes on in, in any course of the year. Um, the one that coaches are mostly thinking about is those one-to-one learning groups, right? Yes. Uh, coach, teacher, coach, staff member, coach, uh, student, really, but but coach and Sometimes. teacher, right? The, those one-to-one things. And those have a lot of advantages, right? A teacher can ask a specific question. A coach can address a specific answer. Everybody gets what I call that white glove professional development. This is what we do every single day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like getting pulled into that classroom. The next is small group, right? And this is what I would define as your grade level meetings, your department level meetings, right? It's still one-to-one, but it's one versus many of the same kind. I've got four fourth grade teachers. I've got a science department. So small group would be bigger than one person, but you're still dealing with one topic. Like how do I infuse Google slides into fourth grade chapter six or something like that? Right. So how do I do that? Um, Not a lot of planning. You're basically as a coach, just reacting to the situation, taking questions, trying to manipulate uh, lessons into digital learning opportunities. But really, it's still very personable, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. Very collaborative, very focused and on topic. Usually that small group is into what you're doing, maybe not uh, as passive. They're more active in a lot of ways as compared to some of the others we're mentioning. Exactly. Now, you had mentioned passive and active. I love those ways because, you know, even now it's February. Passive screens department meetings are starting to become more sit down with a bunch of teachers. So making sure that you're able to hit the needs of those people who are in front of you, really important. So that's one-on-one learning, small group learning. The next is medium group, which for me, medium group is a building, right? Um, or could be multiple departments if you're in a high school, right? But, yes. but really medium group, that's where not everybody in front of you has the same wants and needs, Right. So that could be media, uh, again, building based things like an example of that would be, uh, hey, Sue, I want you to go and do a whole thing on Microsoft Teams. Yes, right. And, and you need to create a PD session for that building based on the building principles, needs and wants of how that building principle wants to use Microsoft Teams, whether you're in front of people or virtually in front of people. Um, your job is to give 
broad topics. Now we're going to step into each of these in a few minutes here, but but again, building-based, broad topics. This is usually like, you know, your Monday faculty meetings, things like that. Right. And again, depending on the group and their focus and the uh, requirement of being there, you might think about active versus passive again. Right. Bigger than that, and there, we've got two more to go, we have large groups. And large group really is your coach versus district, right? Yes. And, and, and this could be coach on district. This could be coach uh, supporting many buildings. You know, maybe if throughout the course of a month, you travel to different buildings. But it's usually like one on more than 100, right? Like it's a large group. And, and the, these really are passive kinds of PD, right? Like you can't be think, Sitting pairing, in. and sharing if you're out there doing that. And, and this is, you know, again, I'm going to blanket Google Classroom. I'm going to blanket Microsoft Teams. I'm going to blanket, um, you know, uh, we use Naviance for our, for our you know, like, like, like big, big initiatives and stuff like that. Right. These end up what I call a lot of times your overview or just awareness sessions. And I'll, I'll uh, blatantly refer to that to the people I'm talking to, you know, this is going to be just an awareness session for you because I'm sitting up here just showing it to you quickly with a large group. And there's not a lot of room for engagement. Now I want to go back to those words, active and passive. You were referring to the audience, but for what we've been talking about, one-to-one, small, medium, large group, this is active for the coach. Right. The last one on our list here is passive for the coach. And this last one here is virtual learning situations. And I don't mean virtual, meaning I'm on Zoom with you. I mean coach creates instructional video or, you know, there is an instructional video. Teacher on their own time watches the video and does something. They fill out a form. They do a project. They do something, right? Yes. So YouTube, right? YouTube is virtual learning. It's when you want, how you want, and why you want. If we're looking at all of this, there's a lot of opportunities to put these different things, all of these different things, in your professional development calendar. Any questions, right? If you have any questions about what we just talked about, please feel free to reach out at askthetechcoach.com. Leave a comment or something about this show. We love to talk to you guys in our Tech Coach Networks, and you can always send us an email over at feedback at teachercast.net. We would love to hear from you guys. So the question here, Sue, is how do we take all of these different styles of PD and make sure that we're reaching all of our staff members throughout the course of the year? Yeah, that's always the million dollar question and so many different approaches depending on you, your district, your presentation style, your relationships. There's so much to do there. And, you know, in my case, I work with my team. We are the academic services team or more narrowly curriculum. And a lot of times we'll work together. We try to create a at the very top level, a three-year plan, but then we narrow it down just to the one-year plan of what we need to accomplish that year. And then we think of different ways to present it. Like these two days that we're on here in February, they have become the teachers create their own. We've given them a learning menu of choices and they can pick from that. But there are so many other approaches out there. Our district... I'm saying, you know, not my district, but our district, let's just say the one that we're going to talk about right now has three goals for the year. 
three district goals, three strategic goals, but we've got three goals throughout the year. We're going to right now take a look at these three goals and we're going to plan out PD. We know that we've got a PD session in the beginning of the year. We have one right before the holidays and we've got one, we'll call it what we just went through, the President's Day. Three major pillars. If I was to be building out my ed tech uh, development roadmap like we're talking about today, I would figure out that each of those days is going to be focused on one of those three goals. I would have all of my instructional coaches, my math, my reading, my whatever, be, be set up so that way on those days they're giving high-level content sessions on those three things, right? You might get the English side. You might get the math side. You might get the digital learning side. The teachers would have to go to each of those sessions, and basically we are like – wrong term here, Sue – brainwashing you on a topic from three or four different angles, right? Right, absolutely. Big, large group sessions. When setting this up, we're setting this up knowing that the following week, the immediate following week, every one of those coaches is going to be doing building-based PD more specifically, but on the, on the needs of how the building principle is going to be reaching those uh, district goals. Yes. So if you're looking at it, day one is my September PD. We're going to hit big topic number one. The first faculty meeting out of the gates, coach goes in and does a blanket, large group, uh, medium group, I would say, PD with an entire building, right? Maybe even the following week, there's another session. Each of those building-based sessions is designed to give a more detailed view of the topic, but each of those sessions is going to have to be designed to have a call to action to get the coach to do small learning and one-to-one learning. So in other words, district PD day overview, building-based PD day is where the coach gets up and does the song and dance, and the principal stands next to that coach and says, this is what we're going to be focused on. I'm going to have the coach meet with the grade levels next week, meet with the departments next week, meet with the whatever next week to get that small group together. And then as you get that small group together, the coach's job is to say, great, when can I do this in your classroom? When can I do this in your classroom? So you're using this as a large inverted pyramid to get big PD all the way down into the classroom. I see too many districts say, get in those classrooms and have some fun when there's no focus, there's no reason. And Sue's watching me use my hands to draw a pyramid right now, but that just seems to make sense. Oh, absolutely. And that that's an awesome illustration. And then I was thinking about it just in terms of the, um, old school, I do, we do, you do approach of we give that overview. Now I'm drawing pyramids with my hands. The I do approach where we present the topic and then we talk about it together of how it's going to affect us in our building. And then the you do where we go down to the one-on-one. I, that illustration is perfect. That's how you do PD. It really is that simple. But is that affecting every staff member? Let's take a moment here and we're going to talk about how do you reach all staff members? Because we all understand that staff PD means teachers, right? Usually, yes. And that's the problem, right? Staff PD usually means teachers. But what about those office workers? What about the paras? What about the 
central office administrators. Just because you work in central office doesn't mean you don't need professional development. So what we did on our blog post here is we created a way for you to support all of your different types of staff members. And I urge you guys, if you're if you're liking what we're talking about today, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Check out our blog post all about PD roadmaps. We have here three different types of staff members, right? We've got certified staff, we've got office workers, and we got administrators. And when I break this down, certified staff members really comes into two different styles. New teachers, and I say new within the first four years, right? Or depending on whatever tenure means to your district. When I was in New Jersey, tenure was four years. In Connecticut, it's a slightly different depending on the district. But the idea for new teacher professional development really has one goal. How do I get this new staff member over the mountain and to be a tenured teacher? Right. We talk a little bit about new teacher orientation. We talk about having, you know, new teacher meetings, new teacher support, curriculum things, having these days put together. There's a whole blog post we're not going to go into right now, but I've outlined everything for you guys. When it comes to the the, the veteran staff, if you will, a lot of it is maintaining, st- creating, but maintaining standards. What does a classroom look like? How do you make a classroom look right? What are the digital learning tools? It's not just we're going to do Google Classroom training. It's, no, you guys have been here for four or five years. How do you use Google Classroom to, to blah, 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 whatever those exactly. things are, right? But making sure that you're hitting them from all those angles. Again, if you're Monday morning building faculty meeting, whatever, is going to be, here's Google Classroom 101. You got to have time for those coaches to meet with just the new teachers. But then also, you're going to get the teachers that have been here for 14 years. And you need to have a plan for, for hitting all of those things. And that's just part of this professional development roadmap. Right. It's just best practice. You know, as a teacher, we differentiate our instruction for our students who are high flyers or maybe at a lower level. In teachers, we get our new teachers on board, get them acclimated, but then we keep following up with our veterans to enhance their instruction as they keep moving forward. The next group of people that I'm interested in, and I love doing this, is office workers, right? Um, I hate calling it secretary training, but office workers, right? These are the people that live and die from their desks. And sometimes they're new, right? Like somebody comes in, hey, I want an office job. Great. Now you're the principal secretary. Sometimes these people have been here all their lives and they're they're out the door, but they're still important parts. How do you create this? And I'm just of a belief that at least once or twice a year, every administrative assistant needs to have some kind of a training and update, right? Because they all need to know how to do docs. They all need to know how to organize their drive. They all need to know how to do spreadsheets. They all need to know how to uh, make a form, make a survey, how to take survey data. There's always things that we can sit and put people in a room for and show them how to do this. And I always find those are the people that thank you more. Oh, yes. I've had that experience many times, even just when I've gone into a one-on-one session rather than a whole group. And, and then you show them what you know, and then they're going to call you back. And you're, you have developed an awesome rapport there, and they're going to know who to go to. When you're a coach, the one person that needs to be on your side 
is that secretary, that yes. building secretary. Like that is the key between walking in the office and walking into the principal's office, right? Like, so making sure that you keep that person happy is important. My, my suggestion to anybody who wants to try this, um, I always have a, a three PD day system. I try to do these all at the same time, but the first day is always driving docs. The second day is always sheets some kind of spreadsheet and forms because they all kind of go together. And then the third day, I always ask to do one-on-one -on -one with, the, with the person, right? And that's where I come to you. I sit at your desk and I go, all right, you know the overview of applications. What are you specifically asked to do in your job? How can I support that? Right. And it's all about helping to make their job and their tasks more efficient. And the more efficient you can help them make, the better you can make them look, the more they appreciate it. But that philosophy is no different than what we've been talking about. Here's the overall arc of Microsoft Teams. Now I'm going to do it in a small group for your department or your grade level. Okay, now let's do it in the classroom. Yeah. So you're still pyramiding everything. And the same thing for administrators. But administrators, I take a little differently. Like for most teachers, it's here's the application. But when I have an opportunity, and I've done this a lot, and I love doing this. When you're working with administrators, you do the P called here's what's happening in your classrooms yes here's what i'm working with your teachers right like when i go into a fourth grade this is the menu of things that i work on and here's what we're doing so that way they know or they start to appreciate that okay when they walk into fourth grade what should they be looking for what should they be asking about are they understanding the SAMR model so that way they can say to a teacher oh look did you know that this is possible and their job is to sell you their job is to push and to and to advocate for, hey, have you used that coach? That coach is doing some great stuff. Are you doing it? So if you have a chance to actually do professional learning with an administrator, that's awesome. But if you have a chance to really do a session with administrators of here's the things that we're doing as an instructional coaching department and here's how you can be a part of it, that's awesome. Because I don't know about you, Sue, I, I talked to a lot of coaches that have just said, my principal doesn't understand my job. Mm -hmm. And the more you can meet with them, um, my curriculum specialist uh, coworker and I have been so honored in the last couple of years, we have one-on-one -on -one meetings at least one them, once a month with each of our elementary principals that we work with. And we're able to explain what we're doing on, on the curriculum side and on the instructional technology side. And um, we ask them about the teacher specifically and how we can go in and help them. And those sessions just with the two of us and that principal are so eye-opening to them as we explain what we're there to help help them do and help them with and what our role really is. Sue, when we're looking at an educational technology integration plan, we've done shows now on how to create your snapshot, how to outline what your plan's going to look like, how to create an essential question, how to build a needs assessment, how to create individual professional development for teachers and staff members based on that needs assessment. And today we're talking about step number six, building that roadmap. Next week on our show, hope you come back. We're going to be talking about step seven and step eight. Step seven, I always like to outline as building an ed tech menu, breaking down different applications, topics, concepts into its smaller components. 
And then step eight is building those lesson plans. If you are somebody out there who's a, a new coach, this is a great opportunity for you to learn a little bit more. And you know what? If you work with a team of coaches, this show is for you. Because how many times, Sue, do you have a chance to work with multiple coaches on the same topic? You might want to go in a different direction than I want to go in. But at the end of the day, our teachers need to learn it. So we're going to be talking about how do you create standards-based professional development. That way, no matter who goes to a building, everybody gets a chance to learn the same thing. Yes, it's so exciting. And, you know, just being able to talk through these different steps, the snapshots, the essential questions and the needs assessment, you know, has been, you know, motivating on my part just to kind of light that fire again and, you know, figure out where I'm going with my team in our school system. Hope you had a chance to enjoy this show. Please do us a favor and share this with everybody in your professional development network and head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Check out all the great blog posts, podcasts. This is episode number 180. Sue, what is going on this week with you over at Tech Imaginations? We'll have some new videos coming out, um, working on recording some um, during these PD days as I um, sit here and be available with teachers and see what their needs are. I'm also preparing for our upcoming Kentucky State Tech Conference, KISTI, and I'll be presenting three sessions there at the beginning of March, so I'm excited about that. That is awesome, and to coin a phrase that I see at the mall all the time, every KISTI begins with K. Yes, that's the jewelers, I believe. Yes. <laughs> Those are the jokes we have here and Ask the Tech Coach, everybody. On behalf of Sue and everybody here in TeacherCast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.